0: Watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month.
1: Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game.
0: Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Joining us now on the Schneider Orange Hotline, our buddy David Haw, co-host of the Mulligan Haw Show at 670 to The Score down in Chi-Town. David, how you been?
1: Morning, Bill. Doing fine, you know. As you just aptly described, ready for this train wreck train wreck of a year to be over. So, uh, but we've got a good game to look forward to on Sunday at least.
0: Okay, I'm I'm listening to you guys the other day. And I'm hearing people call in, and then there's this this little undercurrent of people believing the 10-year anniversary since the Packers went into there and, and won in the NFC Championship game and went on to a Super Bowl. And then, obviously, the Bears had lost to the Packers to end the season and allowed the Packers to get into the postseason. And all of a sudden, this is going to be a returning of the favor, so to speak. Give me your level of confidence for the Bears in this upcoming contest.
1: Those are the people who might have started drinking a little early. <laughs> the New Year's. Um, m- level of confidence isn't necessarily real high. If you ask me, Bill, I-, I have to say this. You have to give credit to the bears for turning things around. You know, they realized that there needed to be some changes. They realized the identity needed to be uh, addressed. And-, and Matt Nagy gave up play calling duties. And we know what happened after that. They, they, they pared things down. They put Mitchell Trubisky back at quarterback and the offensive line, which I think has been the biggest source of the improvement it stabilized that offense, but I think everything is relative. You have to keep in mind that they've done this uh, this many resurgence against the you know the bottom five defenses in the NFL, and they've done this against teams that don't uh, have a lot to play for. That changes Sunday, and I think that the little Green Bay <laughs> is going to be a big challenge um, for the Bears. And I think offensively, you saw the last time they played just how limited. Um, this uh, this group can be when they lack balance. I think that will be better. I think the offense will be better for the Bears, but I really think overall the biggest problem we're going to see on Sunday is um, you know look what what Aaron Rodgers is doing is, is special and extraordinary, and it's his twenty five twenty and five record against the Bears speaks for itself. But I think the biggest challenge for the Bears is stopping the running game, and I think until they're able to do that, they don't even have a chance to to hope that Rodgers may, may be somebody that, they, you know, will have an off day. I'm not sure they're going to be able to stop the Packers on the ground.
0: I know that Akeem Hicks was out of this last contest and they put up 163 yards between Jamal Williams and Aaron Jones. Now, he is ailing and was not at practice uh, through their walkthrough yesterday. Any word as to whether or not he's going to be back? Because they're a different team when he's in the trenches.
1: Yes, absolutely they are. Um, and you, you saw the same dynamic with uh, – uh, hicks against the Vikings when he came out Dalvin cook started running the football a lot better uh, against that defense he's likely to play I think I, I guess it would be a surprise he he has been taking you know a day off during practice of Veterans day um he, he does have the hamstring issue which is, continues to be I think an issue um, for him but i I guess I would be really surprised given the stakes and get, knowing hicks and and understanding what uh, what he'd be playing for on Sunday. I think he's going to be in, in the middle of that defense. You know, he's not been as, as big of a problem. They just have, the Bears have not really tackled well, and they've been too easy to move, and they really have missed Eddie Goldman all year against the run, and and uh, their their edge rushers have not been as uh, explosive or disruptive as they needed to be. And just overall, their entire uh, run defense has been softer than, than you would expect from this Bears defense, and softer certainly than they can uh, afford it to be on Sunday.
0: Mitch Trubisky, over the last five games since coming back, uh, his completion percentage is over 68%, and he's got a 99.3 quarterback rating. I mean, uh, what I see is they're using the run and utilizing uh, the run so much more. They're putting him on the move, moving the pocket, and also it's almost like they've taken a couple of pages out of the Packers' playbook. You know, run some play action, get guys in motion, move some things around. His Is this something that has been embraced since laser took over the play calling from Matt Nagy and the fact that it puts Mitchell Trubisky in the best possible situation to be successful?
1: Without question. You just described it well, and I think what's been frustrating for Bears fans and a lot of us here in Chicago who have been observing the Bears since Matt Nagy came in 2018 is why it took so long for them to grasp the obvious. This is a quarterback that um, was not a good fit for the scheme that you know, Matt Nagy brought to Chicago. Now they got by in 2018 because I think they had a spectacular defense um, but he was erratic and inconsistent at times, and, and even that season when they went to the playoffs. But what's happened over the course of the last year and a half until he got benched against the Falcons earlier this year was they were asking him to do things that weren't necessarily accentuating his strengths. And his strengths are that he is a pretty good athlete, and he is better uh, and more accurate, which has been his biggest uh, you know, biggest problem. But he's more accurate when he's moving. He's He's a quarterback that likes to... Um, be uh, in rollouts and boots and, and things that um, take advantage of a play-action passing game. And Bill Lazor's done a better job since taking over play-calling duties, I think, of of kind of playing to those strengths. And I guess you have to give Matt Nagy credit, even though a lot of people want to still give him blame for not grasping this earlier. But you have to give Matt Nagy credit for when when the Bears were desperate in the midst of that losing streak, the six-game losing streak that defined this year He figured that, okay, desperate times call for desperate measures. The scheme no longer matters uh, or doesn't matter as much. We're going to finally do what we should have done a long time ago and tailor the game plan around this guy's talent.
0: I I guess uh, over the last five contests, is this kind of buying into fool's gold? The only win the Bears have, obviously, is over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and the Buccaneers had 11 penalties for over 100 yards, and, and it even took Tom Brady forgetting how many downs there were. Uh, at the end of the ballgame to kind of put the kibosh on their drive. So, you know, is this because they're beating up on bad teams right now? See, I've always said, look, if you're a good team, that's exactly what it is you're supposed to do, and you don't apologize for it. But is uh, is it kind of buying into fool's gold if you start to look at Mitch Trubisky and go, yeah, he's the quarterback we thought he was going to be when they drafted him years ago?
1: Could be. But, you know, you look around the league and and you see that the bar's pretty low to have a serviceable NFL starting quarterback. And I think that's Mm -hmm. really – all the Bears have ever wanted him to be as long as they're provided their defense plays as well as it can and play. But there's an element of fool's gold involved in what's going on here in Chicago. I think that you have to have an awareness of that. Look, this is the NFL, as you know, well, Bill, I mean, it legislates parity and the expanded playoff field has changed the tenor of discussions in places like, you know, the Bears in Chicago this week and the Cardinals in Arizona, there are opportunities that um, you know might not be as as enticing or as possible uh, it, under the the old format. So we're getting a little carried away, maybe a little ahead of ourselves. But, but we're also balancing that here in Chicago with with the reality of when you look around the league and you you start to weigh the alternatives for the Bears in the future at uh, the position. <laughs> the funny thing is, is that Mitch Trubisky might be your best option in 2021, and he has an opportunity on Sunday to remove the doubt. He also has a chance that he could, you know, reinforce some of the skeptics that that think that he is not the guy. He has a lot riding on Sunday's outcome. If he plays well, he will take the Bears into the playoffs if they can win this game, and it'll change the entire narrative and maybe the course of his career. If he he stinks and he throws three picks and they get blown out like it's entirely possible, then I think that's going to make the decision easier for whoever is making those decisions at Howell's Hall.
0: Talking with David Haw, the Mully and Haw show at 670, the score down in Chicago, talking some Bears football. That was going to be my next question, because let's just say they lose this game, but Arizona loses and they still get into the postseason yeah it's it's i don't want to say it's backing in but it you know that's going to be the narrative you know coming into that next contest but do you ignore the full body of work or do you just look at the recent and then you know like you said who's going to be calling those shots is it going to be Ryan Pace or somebody else and then obviously is Matt Nagy still going to be there i mean i, I don't i, I don't It's hard for me to look over the last five games and go, okay, all the problems are corrected, and it's exactly what we expected it to be eventually. It's hard for me to say that, and I think, you know, that's why you're looking at a helicopter view saying let's see the entire body of work and then make a judgment before we say, okay, by the way, they figured all these things out. Uh, I just thought, you know, five weeks ago it was a no-brainer. Trubisky wasn't coming back. Foles wasn't coming back. Nagy wasn't coming back. Pace shouldn't come back. And then you should just kind of write it off and say we're going into a rebuild. You know what I mean?
1: I definitely know what you mean, and we have changed the discussion here in town because of what the Bears have done the last several weeks and put themselves in this position, and if they do back into the playoffs, which is exactly what they would be doing under under that scenario, and you know, the Rams could beat the Cardinals very well with that defense, and the, and the mm-hmm. Bears could get blown out by the Packers and still have a playoff game to play, and then you're like, now what? Well, I, I, I do think you'd have to take – uh, almost a case-by-case uh, basis and, and look at each guy objectively. You know, Ryan Pace, they've, they've, the Bears have yet to win a playoff game since he's been the general manager. You, you referenced 10 years ago. That's the last time the Bears won a playoff game <laughs> yep. in, in the t- 2010 season. Um, Matt Nagy, if he got to playoffs two out of his first three years, that's historically good in Chicago. So I think he would probably be safe. Trubisky, it depends on how he plays in the biggest game of the year, I think. So I think pace, if the Bears back into the playoffs after losing Sunday, might be in the most jeopardy, although you have to, you know this, Bill, from being around for a long time, the the McCaskies probably don't have a great appetite for change in the midst of a pandemic, like a lot of NFL uh, ownership groups. So you have to factor that in as well. So there are a lot of unanswered questions, and I think Sunday will bring us a little bit closer to that, even though I would expect – there to be, we're closer if I had to, you know, percentage wise, probably 60 40 to having no change in the Bears embracing the status quo. But I think it, a lot depends on what goes on Sunday.
0: David, what's it like down there right now? I remember as we sit here and talk about this 10 years ago, man, we were heading down to Soldier Field for an NFC Championship game. I remember I was working for the network at the time. It was just electric. I I, was—I did a pep rally for the Packers fans over at the Hyatt. We ended up doing some stuff over at House of Blues that same night. The town was on fire. I mean, uh, they were starting to tailgate at like 6 a.m. I mean, what is it like down there right now?
1: You know, it's just kind of sad because uh, it just all season, there, there's not been, it's, it's interesting and the Bears have, you know, been relevant and we talk about them and, you know, we, we, we can do our jobs and, and certainly uh, there's, there's a lot of interest because the Bears are to Chicago with the Packers are to Green Bay and we, you know, you love the rivalry and you love all the tradition and everything the NFL season represents. But, you know, it is different without the fans, without the Sunday rituals, without the the weekly sort of uh, uh, calling uh, to to the stadiums. And so you miss a little bit of the buzz. And and I think that this week has been uh, – I think we're just grateful. Uh, you keep things in perspective that you're you're allowed and able to talk about the Bears in week 17 because there was a time during the six-game losing streak it was like, okay, this is playing off the string, and now we're going to be in, in coaching searches and executive searches and talking about – what's next for a miserable franchise stuck in reverse. And, and I just don't uh, – so they salvaged some of that uh, good feeling, and it's just not going to be the same this year. We know um, we know what this year has been and in, in, in every NFL city, and Chicago is no different.
0: David, you guys stay safe down there. I look forward to the next time we all get together for maybe one of those simulcasts like we did uh, last season, and uh, hopefully everybody's just back and we get back to a normal uh, normal way of life in 2021, pal, okay?
1: I missed the broad stop, too, uh, Bill. Happy New Year, and, and enjoy enjoy Sunday. Take care. All
0: right, buddy. Talk to you soon. There you go. David Haw from uh, the Mully and Ha Show on 670 The Score down in Chicago joining us for a couple of minutes on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Schneider hiring drivers right now. You work hard. They treat you fair. 85-plus years they've been doing it. Call them 844-PRIDE or go to schneiderjobs.com.